Welcome to Nefarious New York. I'm Allison. And I'm Meredith. So this one, we're going to just stick to you not knowing anything, because I think you're going to be a little surprised, maybe. Okay? Well, I hope so. Well, I hope so, too. Okay. Eliza... Oh, okay, I'm going to start. Pay attention. Here she goes. She's starting, everybody. Eliza Margaret McNally was born in County Antrim, Ireland, in, and so I saw a bunch of different reports. This is, we're going way back here. So she was either born in 1859, 1864. Oh, wow. So we are, we are definitely going way back. Yes. Okay. So she came to the United States with her parents three years after she was born. She was three years old. And now we're going 1879. So she's about 15, let's say at this point. Okay. She marries Charles Hopkins, also known as Ketspool Brown. What? Not sure how. Okay. And she was like 15? She was like 15. Okay. So she gave birth to a son, and he was later institutionalized. So Charles Hopkins, or Ketspool Brown, same person, died (laughs) two years after they got married. And at this point, she takes the name Lizzie Brown. So shortly after he passes away, she marries Artemis Brewer. And he dies after less than a year of marriage. So in about 1881, 82, he's passed away okay is she killing her husbands or are they just dying of natural causes here i don't know mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. she then married hiram parkinson who left her within a year so he's still alive he didn't die he's husband number three mm. he just left her they didn't get a divorce she then married george smith he was a veteran and a friend of brewer the second husband who died. Okay. In a few months, she tries to kill George Smith by giving him a cup of tea spiked with arsenic. Well, you know, the weird thing, and and what I'm going to say is that back then, it wasn't that common to get married that many times, and, mm-hmm. unless somebody dies, but I don't know. I mean, how many husbands are you going to have that die and... It's a coincidence? I don't, I don't think so. The only thing I can say in her defense in that thought process is that I did see reported that she was marrying kind of older, more desperate men. So they these guys may have been elderly for that time. So it may not be totally random for them to have just passed away. I don't know about so close to her marrying them. And then she tries to poison the third husband, so... Coincidence? I don't think so. But whatever. Okay. So after she tries to poison Parkinson, she grabs all of their possessions and she flees to Vermont. And while there, she marries... Stop. Charles Playstell. Oh, my God. She lived with him for about two weeks before taking off. So she ditches him. So at this point... She's married to Hiram Parkinson, George Smith, and Charles Playstell at the same time. At the same time. Is that possible? Legally? Well, it's not legal. No. Right. But at this time, she's she's now only, I will, I'm going to ballpark and say 22, and she's already had five husbands, oh right? My, yeah, it seems like died. 15 husbands. <laughs> so she leaves Charles... And she ends up, so this is about 1888, she ends up in Philadelphia. And at this point, she's going by the name Maggie Hopkins. Wait a minute. 
So she married Charles Hopkins. So that makes sense. Her name's Eliza Margaret McNally. She marries Hopkins. So then she's Eliza Margaret Hopkins. I know, but then she was Parkinson. <sighs> no, then she was Brown. So then she was Lizzie Brown. So she took the first name and his like second last name because he was known as two different things and was Lizzie Brown. And then when she t- went on the run, she took her middle name, Margaret Maggie and took Hopkins. Oh my God. Anyhow. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. It all I'm sure it's not important. Insane. But... D- doesn't it sound insane? Of course it sounds insane. That's a um, foreshadowing. Uh, dun, 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 dun. She stays with the McQuinlan family. And they had been her family, which was McNally's, neighbors in Ireland. Okay. So she she knew them or had some connection to this family. So she went and stayed with them and she ends up opening a small shop there. But shortly after she opens it, she burns it for the insurance money. <laughs> this fucking woman sucks. <laughs> oh my God. She's arrested for that. And she ends up serving two years in prison in Pennsylvania. Okay. Again, how old is she at this point? 24, maybe? Six? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. So she's in her 20s, which is pretty young for all this nonsense to have happened or to for her to have done. After her release from jail, so she's out in like 1889, 1890, she begins working as a housekeeper for a man, Paul Halliday. Paul was a widower, and he lived in Sullivan County, New York, so it's a bit upstate, and he lived with his two adult sons. Well, Paul eventually marries her. Oh, again? Yeah, so then now at this point, she has her most well-known name, Lizzie Brown Halliday. Okay, all I'm saying is I'm not buying this woman any, like, congratulatory marriage presents (laughs) You get no more wedding gifts. You get no, you, you, you've exhausted that. You cannot register. I'm you not You cannot register another, anymore. <laughs> not buying you another plate. <laughs> so she then, so she's married to this old guy. He's old. Okay. So she's not into him. It was more of like no. a marriage of convenience. They said maybe he married her to not have to pay her to be the housekeeper. Whatever reason, she takes off she tries to run away with a neighbor and she stole Halliday's horses to do so and then she tried to sell them anyway the neighbor was like you're nuts and he left her (laughs) and then she was arrested for stealing the horses and all that whatever went along with that so she pled insanity and went to an asylum I'm gonna say that's pretty accurate but (laughs) I'm gonna say yeah good on her for recognizing that yeah before she was sent to the asylum right she's arrested so she's in jail for a period of time maybe like three months before they process her and and get her out of there to the asylum so while she's in jail the sheriff one of the sheriffs says she was wild as a hawk during those three months she would not eat anything while she was in jail she never slept She kept me awake yelling, Ma, Pa, Nancy, and other things. Her looks were wild. Her habits filthy. They say that a lot about her. I'm thinking that means she's smelly, greasy, and dirty. (laughs) And it's not brushing her teeth. I was actually just thinking, like, is this woman good looking where she gets all these people to marry her? But (laughs) I I don't know. I guess obviously not. It's a long time ago, so there aren't... 
photos, right? But there's right. like the courtroom sketches of her. And, you know, nothing about this case ends up being funny. Mm, so okay. we're having some giggles right now, but yeah. it does end up getting a bit more serious. But her drawing is probably, I don't, can you look it up? Just type in her name, Lizzie Brown Halliday. It's got to be one of the first that pops up. <laughs> Do you see the sketch? She looks the hair? like an 80s rocker. She looks like she's in a, a hair metal band. I'm sorry, it's and not funny. And then there funny. is another picture of her that's not like a sketch. So the, the scraggly haired one gives you the, her looks were wild, her habits filthy. So right. she's dirty, smelly, <laughs> and not... Keeping herself clean is basically what they're saying nicely. Because if let's you read, just say she had very bad hygiene. Yes, I think that's where we're going with that. Another sheriff said, when she came to me, she was without any intelligence, filthy in her habits, and talked to imaginary people. This state continued for two weeks. She refused food, and a physician forced food into her stomach with a pump. Also, now how she's going to end up getting taken to the asylum a doctor examines her and he said that she was violent kicked him in the stomach and called him an an effing hypocrite when he tried to examine her tongue which i'm not sure why he's examining her tongue but she spit at him and when he asked her who her father was she said repeatedly i washed her shirt what she also complained that she had an orange in her bowels and she also said that her name was 19 skunks. <laughs> she had an orange up her ass and her name was 19 skunks. Okay. <laughs> I knew that was going to be a problem to say out loud. <laughs> it's not even relevant to anything, but I saw it and I was like, oh, I got it. I gotta put that in. 19. Hey, 19 skunks. <laughs> you know who I can't stand? 19 skunks. 18 skunks. <laughs> I think she's friends with 16 skunks, but I'm not sure. Oh. <clears throat> What's your name? 19 skunks. <laughs> I got an orange on my ass. Get this orange out of my ass. <laughs> And I washed her shirt. I really got to take his shit. I've got an orange in my ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is not funny. Okay. All right. But I think it can be funny because it's so long ago. So it's not like her sister's listening. I was going to say it's funny because it was so long ago. But all right. And we're hopefully not offending anyone. All right. That knew her or is related to her. Well, I think it's offensive to skunks. If I'm a skunk, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm fucking going on strike. All you know what we just lost? All our skunk citrus, listeners. All the Florida orange growers too. The skunks just dropped oh. off. Okay, go ahead. We lost our listenership. That stinks. I'm sorry. Skunk one, two, three, four, five, six, seven said fuck you.
We just <laughs> lost all 18 skunks. Son of a bitch. All right, go ahead. So no crimes have really even happened that are worth anything yet. And this might be our best episode. <laughs> We're just going to talk about skunks for 40 minutes. I'm just, if I'm a skunk, I'm pissed at this point. How dare you tarnish our name? I'm crying. This case just, this case just reeks. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Shit. All right. We're getting crucified for this one. Oh, my God. Go ahead. I'm leaving it all in because, I mean, if you can't laugh at someone being named 19 skunks, then you shouldn't listen to us anymore, ever. But if you're laughing, you should donate. <laughs> or buy a hat. <laughs> All right. All right. Listen, she gets cured. So eventually she's cured. Okay. And Paul Halliday picks her up and took her back after she oh. stole the horses and left him. Anyway, so she does that. Do you think she was faking? Well, I don't know if she was faking it. That's kind of a debate as well. Okay. But now we're entering um, dead people. So we have to get serious. All right. Okay. Because people do end up dying. In May of 1891, Paul Halliday's home was burned to the ground. Inside was John, Paul's adult but handicapped son. Now, it's said that Lizzie was the only one that had keys to John's room that was found to have been locked. Hmm. So pretty much right after this... The barn and the mill on Paul's property are burned down. Now, she also has has done this before. Arson. Correct. So right. it's not, we pretty much know who did it. So shortly after this, Paul Halliday disappears. So Lizzie told neighbors that he was traveling to do masonry work, but people aren't really buying it. So they get a search warrant and the Halliday property was searched. But they didn't find Paul Halliday, but they did end up finding two bodies in a barn. I'm guessing the one that didn't burn down. Mm. The deceased turned out to be Margaret and Sarah McQuinlan. So they were, remember, she stayed with them in Philadelphia. Yes. I'm not sure how, how they, they must have come to visit her because oh I don't think God. she went to Philadelphia. She's, fucking, she's an animal. They were the wife and the daughter of the man who had given her some where to stay in Philadelphia. Yeah, and that's kind of, that's messed up too. Like all these people are actually helping her. Trying to help her, yeah. So Sarah was found, they reported, under a heap of stable filth. They're both bound and shot. And it was determined that Margaret was probably killed August 30th and Sarah on September 2nd. Hmm. So at this point, Lizzie is arrested. Around the middle of September, which is just a few days after Lizzie got arrested for the murder of the McQuillans, the authorities discovered the body of Paul Halliday under the floorboards of his house. He was also bound and shot. Lizzie was charged with that crime, as well as being confined to Sullivan County Jail to await trial. So initial newspaper reports painted the picture that Lizzie was unfaithful and Paul was a jealous drunk. And they said 
One day he came home when Lizzie was with another man and a fight ensued. The other man beat Paul, and this is how I find out what his injuries were, and knocked out his left eye and crushed the left side of his skull. Then he shot Paul. Both Lizzie and the other man put Paul's lifeless, beaten body under the floorboards of the kitchen. So that's what the newspapers report. That's what the newspapers reported. There's no proof that there was another man, but that's kind of what they went with. I'm thinking to make it appealing to readers. For a long time after her arrival in jail, she refused to eat, and the physician had to force liquid food through her nostrils, and the New York Times reported that. They also reported that in November, she tried to strangle the sheriff's wife. A few days later, she set fire to her bedclothes. In December, she tried to hang herself with the binding torn from the bottom of her dress, and on December 15th, she came near ending her life by gashing her throat and arms in a terrible manner with glass broken from her cell window. For the last three months, it has been necessary to keep her chained to the floor. Could you imagine? The newspapers, again, are trying to sell papers, and they kind of jump on maybe she was responsible for the Jack the Ripper crimes, and they kind of run with that. So but she is asked about Jack that. Jack the Ripper was in I, England. I know. I know. I'm not sure how they're linking them, but maybe they're thinking. Or London. When I, she I don't, was in Ireland, maybe she popped over oh, there. Oh, okay. Okay. They ask her about this and she replies, do you think I am an elephant? That was done by a man. So I guess that's her denying. I think she has some issues with animals, but go ahead. I think you're right. Actually. During the trial, the New York Times did write about Lizzie's first two husbands, and this quote is like everywhere. They wrote, whether these men died natural deaths or were murdered is not known. So they don't really know how they died. Some reported natural causes, but I'm going to go with maybe Lizzie had something to do with it. All right. So there's two scenarios here, right? Mm -hmm. Is it possible, which I'm going to say no, that... After losing so many husbands, she went nuts, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just, or she killed them to begin with. Right. It was also reported in a few places that these bouts with insanity that she had happened when she was trying for a baby and didn't end up getting pregnant. But I didn't really see a lot of that. As you would think... She was convicted in the Sullivan County Court of the murders of Margaret and Sarah McQuillan. On June 17, 1894, she was sentenced to be executed. So at this point, she's 28. Her death sentence was commuted because she was deemed insane. Duh. So she ends up spending the rest of her life in the Matawan Hospital for the Criminally Insane, she did gain certain privileges there because once medicated probably and in an institutional setting, she kind of calmed down. Right. Well, because she probably had like some kind of a mental illness that just needed medication. Mm-hmm. Or not. She had access to sewing supplies and scissors. And when one of her favorite nurses, Nurse Nellie Wicks, told Lizzie that she was leaving and getting a job somewhere else, Lizzie grabbed one of those pairs of scissors and stabbed her more than 200 times. Oh, my God. Killing her. 
So Lizzie Halliday did die at Matawan on June 18th, 1918, when she was only 52. Do we know how she died? I think she just died of natural causes. 1918, 52, I guess is pretty old, right? Mm, yeah. She moves here when she's three. She's married to Charles Hopkins at 15, Brewer 17, Parkinson 19, George Smith at 20, Charles Playstell around 22, Paul Halliday at 23, and she's sentenced to death at 28. <sighs> 13 years of craziness. Yeah. And, she's... and she was able to jump around and... Well, I, 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 I think these things build up. I don't know. But... I mean, the thing is that I feel like eventually this was going to happen. So it, it's it's just a build up, yeah. And she probably just got sicker and sicker. And this is the one time I'm gonna say this fucking woman was insane. Definitely insane. They dubbed her the worst woman on earth. Yes. At the time, yes. But now there's probably many who would give her a run for her money. I'm sure. But you know, again, I'd be interested to. She, and she was very young, so she didn't. It's not like over time a build. I mean, there was a buildup, but it was a very short period of time. The buildup. So, and we're assuming that she didn't start out at fifteen murdering her husbands. I'm gonna disagree. But we don't know that. I'm gonna disagree. Right. I'm saying so. It wasn't necessarily a buildup then. I don't think it was coincidence, though. I'm sorry. I don't buy for a second that it was coincidence. She was nuts from the get-go. Well, that is the story of the worst woman on earth. Well, she really stinks. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, oh yeah, I, I never heard of her. That's the crazy part. Did you did you ever I, hear of her before you did this case? I don't think so. I, I mean, I saw her name. The name looked familiar, but I don't think I knew any reason why her name. You know, I didn't know she was crime or what but I feel like I'd heard the name maybe before you know it's really weird too I mean you look at some of these cases back then right or you look at like people like Jesse James and and they have some redeeming qualities right these some of these mm -hmm. outlaws she had no redeeming qualities like she screwed everybody mm -hmm. well that was it those are our final thoughts all right, right? and we'll be back next week Happy 4th of July. You want to sing? That bitch was nefarious New York. <laughs>